Seems I want to start with Thursday night. Now you're a mad para fan, so were you a little bit conflicted? I was, mate. It was um, it was a tough one. So we had footy training. I was um, I was at Vicky Park and I wrapped things up nice and quick so we could get home and I could watch it. Um, yeah, I am a mad Eels fan, but I, I was I was going for Manly. Yeah, yeah. I um, I actually tipped Manly in the footy tips. So I legitimately thought they they were going to win. And um, when it got close, I thought I might have might have been a little bit more conflicted. But in the end, I, I did want Manly to win because I think um, I think Para will come good. Um, they're going to start getting a couple of players back this week, so they should start winning a few games. It's been a been a tough start for them, but again, um, for for my brother and, and Manly to get a couple of wins straight up, I think it's important. Well, your brother couldn't have asked for a better start, really, and they've been really good. Um, Defensively, it was a bit crazy that game. Yeah, it, it was, mate. I wonder, looking at the results for the rest of the weekend, I just wonder how much of an impact the Heat had. Because um, there was a couple of games like that where it just went bizarre for the last 10, 15 minutes. Drop balls, missed tackles, just purely because of the Heat. Yeah, and uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was in relation to your brother. There's, to me, a lot of similarities to this Manly side to the Souths team that he took over. And when he took over at South, GI missed a lot of the previous year. Tom missed a lot of the previous year here. And a dominant half at the time, Adam Reynolds, Daly Cherry Evans. There's a lot of key similarities there. Yeah, there is. You, you could argue um, Sam Burgess is very similar to Jake Tarojevic, a, a strong leader, you know, different type of player. But that strong leadership, um, there certainly is some uh, similarities. And I think South had really been struggling for the couple of years before um, Anthony took over there. And... And the style of attack that, that they played with, they still play with it now. They, they still have those shifts out to the left and the block-for-block block shape, but it's not your, your normal block plays. It, it's slightly, there's a little variation on it, and uh, for the keen eye, people will notice what they do, and it's all about where the lead runner is and, and exactly who they're trying to get at, and, and I can see Manly are doing similar things. Josh Schuster's gone from a how will he go to how far he can take this team, hasn't he? He was good, wasn't he? Um, you know, I think a couple of times a, a little show and go from him wouldn't wouldn't go astray, but the way that he can um, square up and go straight at the line and manipulate his body so he's getting that pass out the back. And, and I know people say it's a no-look pass, but, you know, a bit of, bit of peripheral vision there, I'm sure... Um, I'm sure he knows where it's going and he's got an eye on where the target is. Um, but just the way he can, um, it's like a stutter step, isn't it? Like he, he stops and then he goes again and it's it's really strange. The the one thing about Manly that I notice is, and a lot of teams don't, for some reason, they look fit. They yeah. look ready to go. And, you know, the, you only have to look at Ola Kawatu, his body shape, uh, compared to previous seasons. He looks like he's lost 10 kilos at least. Yeah, they look hard, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like we we'll get onto a few teams later on, but there's a, there's a few teams that I think are really struggling with that. How do you how do you look at that? Yeah, I, I agree definitely. Um, I think the Tigers look a little bit soft, isn't the right word, but they don't look physically as fit as what some of the other teams do. Yeah, um, I actually think excluding Bradman Best, who looks like he's been carved out of stone this year, <laughs> the, the Knights aren't. They don't look like they're in great shape. Um, Something's going on with, with the Cowboys, the way that they're falling away late in games as well. Uh, whether or not they got a bit complacent over the off-season and didn't work as hard, I'm not sure. That for me is the big one, isn't it? Because 
they the, that was their strength last yeah. year. They come into the season rock hard, fit, ready to go. But it, we've seen it two weeks in a row now. The last fifteen minutes, they've been totally gassed. Not not only that. Remember week one, Raiders nearly got them. It was eighteen yeah, nil, wasn't it? And yes. Then, yeah. Eighteen nil, come back. Eighteen all. Um, Parramatta, you think they'll come good? They still have a couple of tough games. <laughs> yeah, I know, and you've probably heard the big sigh. Then <laughs> I hope they come good, mate. Um, Madison's back this week. He's going to make a big difference because you get quality players back. And again, if anyone is in a top 30 in an NRL team, they're a good footballer. Yes. You know, there's not one rubbish player floating around. But if you get someone of the quality of Madison back, Lane comes back, then two blokes who aren't quite as strong, then they all of a sudden you know, drop onto the bench and a couple of weaker guys drop out of the team and, and all of a sudden you're looking a bit better. But they need to get a couple of wins up. I think for Para, they should be thinking about round 10. If they can come out of round 10 and be five from five, I think they'll they'll be fine. Oh yeah, that would that would be a dream because the they've got Penrith this week and then the Roosters the week after. Yeah, tough games. They, they, that's they, right. They're coming off buys as well, which doesn't make it any easier. The the one benefit with the Roosters having a buy this week is a couple of those guys that are, have got suspended or will get suspended out of the weekend. That's true. They won't serve their match before they hit para. So that's true. Move on to the Dolphins. They beat the Knights. Knights busted. Yeah, I don't know if you watched watched that game. Yeah. I thought the, the first 60 minutes was pretty awful quality Yeah, from I, both sides. I agree. And the Dolphins go up against the Broncos this week. I, I think the Broncos might do a number on them. Well, it's a true test for, for the Dolphins, isn't it? I mean, you know, the the Knights, they're struggling. they got six or seven of their best 17 out of action. So it, it's really... And it's not a very good 17 to start it's, with. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. And again, I can't continue to, to criticise the Dolphins or say that the Dolphins are going to be bottom four if they keep winning. Yeah. Because reality is, I've got both of these teams not making my top eight. After this weekend, one of them is going to be four from four. Yeah, that's right. And, and then what, uh, 21 games to go after that, you've probably only got to win. Eight? eight yeah, eight from 21. Yeah. And the Dolphins test comes in the fact that their, their original 17 might be okay, but after that, there's not a lot there. And particularly now, Felice Cafusi gets a suspension. So now this is where we start to see the attrition come in. It does. The, the one thing, though, which I might have dismissed them a bit quickly, because I look at the, the side that the Capras put out on the field on the weekend. And, you know, Milford, I think we'll all agree that Milford is the epitome of rocks and diamonds. And yes. it's more rocks than diamonds. But he still has played state of origin. He's experienced. Jared Wallace, I do not rate Jared Wallace a great deal, um, you know, at his age and and how he's played the last couple of years. But again, he's he's a couple of hundred game NRL player. He's played Origin, um, so maybe the depth isn't quite as bad as as what we first thought. Because you know, if they lose a couple of blokes, well, there's two ready made first graders about to come back in. Herman Sasa again. You know, he's probably played 100 NRL games, so there's a little bit of depth there, a little bit more than what I thought. Where do you where do you rate Newcastle at? Do you think Adam O'Brien survives this year? Oh, mate. I, I, I do not like wishing that upon any coach because obviously, you know, it's very tough for them, but it's hard to, to see how if they continue to go the way that they are that they can't make a change there. You know, they have to change something, don't they? It's... The tough thing for them, and I really like Adam O'Brien. I think he's a good coach. But the problem for them is they've got the Raiders this week, who I, I do believe the Raiders are a good team. They're just, yeah, they are. They're just are. useless at stages. they got Manly after that. They're not going to win that. they got the Warriors, who 
Who knows what you're going to get? Who knows? And then they got the Cowboys after that in Parramatta. And then they go into a bye. They could easily I, lose all of those. I can see them being one and whatever, eight. Yeah. And going into that bye and some cha- and some discussions being had. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, at least one ke- coach gets sacked every year. Yeah, that's right. And and again, you know, you talk to different people about coaching styles and how they approach things. It's 2023 now. People haven't grown up with that... Um, confrontational style of coaching or managerial styles or whatever workplace you're in, people don't respond to getting abused and sprayed all the time. So I start to wonder, is it like white noise? You know, if you're constantly spraying someone or getting stuck into them, is it just a, here we go again? Yeah. Whereas if they've got to be well-timed is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I get you a hundred percent. We'll move on to the roosters and South. This to me South Sydney are unbelievable. The, they, like, Do you mean unbelievable as in freakishly good unbelievable or unbelievable and you can't get your head around them? Uh, the second. Yeah. The second. Because their two best, their two most important players, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, their emotional roller coasters during game, particularly Cody, yep. is, is quite... I hate to work, use the word again, but it's unbelievable to me. Yep. The fact that he can be so annoyed at such little things that put him out of the game for m- minutes. So, I think you're referring to when he chased um, Sam Walker for 70 metres across field and, and another 20 after he passed it just to push him over? Not only that, but the Suwali try where he just totally yeah. played for a penalty. Yeah, that's right. And he it, took two was, steps. He, he almost tackles him, doesn't he? There was never a penalty there at all. And he if, if he didn't play for that penalty, he was half a shot at getting yeah. it. At least enough to put pressure on Suwali, who may have second-guessed himself, might have thrown a pass, who knows what happens. Um, I reckon Trent Robinson would have looked at Walker chasing, Cody Walker chasing Sam Walker across the field and going out of his way to push him and giving away that penalty. That's when he would have thought, we've got these blokes. Oh, We're right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's a big moment for the Roosters because the Roosters haven't had much success against South for years. And the, I don't think the Roosters are going well. No. They've won I, two games, but yes. I, I still don't think they're going that well. Yes, and South, to me, they, they cannot win the comp if that's if that's who their most important players are. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Look, they're, they're down on forwards. I personally think that's their, their weakness anyway is their pack. Um, so, again, it wouldn't surprise me if Manly beat them this week. Oh, I, I do think Manly will win, and... They've got a couple of su- they've got a lot of superstars in their team, South. Campbell Graham to me is yeah, he's best, excellent, isn't he? One of the best centers in the comp, if not the best. And Cook Cook's fallen out of form over the past two years, you would say. He's still top five hookers of, in the comp. Though. Of course, but yeah. there was a stage he was Australian hooker. Yeah. He doesn't get a look in now. And he but he's still good and Cameron Murray is unreal. Outstanding. Outstanding. He's their best player. But when it but at the end of the at the end of the day, you're looking at Latrell and Cody Walker to make a play, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. And, and you think how easy Latrell made things look the last six or seven minutes when he kicked into gear. You just as a, If you're a South fan, you just scratch your head and think, why can't you do that from the start? Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they've got some problems, South. And I, I don't know if there's any sort of outside distractions there, but they're, they're, they're not that injured compared to a lot of other teams. But they are just... They, they they find a way to blow games so easily. So I, I, was, I mentioned last week about one of my mates who um, 
who went to have a good crack at the dragons to, to get the spoon. Yes. Now this same mate, he's really high on rabbits to, to win the comp. And he's a, he's a very intelligent, um, footy bloke and he knows what he's talking about, but I just can't see it. I, I can't see how you could trust him in a big game. You no. know, I, I wouldn't want to play them in a big game. If I was the, the Eels, you know, going in as an Eels fan, I'd think, oh no, here we go. They could put 40 on you at any point. Yeah. But if I was a South fan, I just don't know if I could trust them. The fact of the matter is, Seebs, to win a grand final, you need to win three, at least three games in a row. Yep. Can you trust them to win three big games in a row? Tom, this might sound ridiculous, but can you trust them to win enough games to make the eight? Well, that's that's another thing. The, the competition is tighter it's, than it's, the seven. Yeah, it's too good this year, isn't it? It is good. Um, now, they'll probably no. win the minor premiership and, and win the comp now we've said that. We'll but, look back on this yeah. and think we're stooges. But... The, there is there's problems there, and I've I've seen a few people tip them to win the grand final. Matty Johns is one that tipped them to win the grand final. Uh, I don't see it. No, I don't. I don't either. We'll go on to the defenceless teams of the weekend, and that is the Titans and the Storm. Unbelievable, and to me as a Storm fan, I probably didn't, I probably didn't um, estimate correctly the loss defensively, that Bromwich and Kafusi brought. Yeah. Even Munster. Munster as well. But the two starting back rolls, they they put Liero in, he's okay, but Katoa, much more of an attacking back yeah. rower. So I probably didn't underestimate that. With that being said, 34 points should win you a game. Yeah, and I thought to myself that I don't know if they're going to score enough points but I think they'll be able to defend their way to a victory against the Titans. Yes. But how on earth did they <laughs> lose? Well, I didn't see 34 points coming from the Storm. No. But yeah. I honestly thought that the Titans would be lucky to score two tries and they'd grind it out. Well, the Titans scored two or three tries off errors of Melbourne, yeah. long-range tries. Um, there but, was the, but they put themselves in a position, didn't they? Of course. And the one that annoyed me the most was Khan Pereira looks like he's going to be a really talented player for them yeah. on the wing. But there was one moment where Will Warbrick was matched up yep. against Carl Pereira and he was about eight metres out and Will Warbrick showed him a metre down the sideline and got beat on the outside. You cannot do that. That well, is a no-no. Well, War you can see that Warbrick's a, a rugby a rugby union player. Like He's got that background, the sevens rugby, the, the show on the sideline and, and use it as a defender. But... I don't know if he's quick enough to do that against some of the wingers that are floating around. No, and if there's one thing you can't do in that situation, it's get beat on the outside. Yeah, like, I couldn't believe that. I mean, again, Khan Pereira, he's got some wheels. He's going to be a very, he is a very good player now. Yep. But, yeah, a couple of those um, defensive decisions from the Storm are just, you're not used to seeing it, are you? No, and Bellamy's last year, like, it's very much a matter of how quickly Craig can get all these young guys coached up in a way that they can defend well, isn't it? Yeah. The points will come when Pappenhausen comes back, Grant. Well, they still like, scored 34. Exactly, the points are there. Exactly. So the points will come. Do you think he can coach them up defensively enough to be back in title contention? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be wouldn't be ruling him out at all. Um, obviously, they need to start showing something, but you'd be at this point, you know, we spoke before, South, do we trust them? There's no history there of them proving us wrong. Storm have proved everyone wrong for 20 years. 
even when they started to have the turnover of the you know the big three and whatever you want to call them. But they've still performed. They still put themselves in positions to win games. So until we can go half a season without seeing that, I, I trust that they'll turn it around. We mentioned earlier about teams not being fit enough coming into the start of the season. The Cowboys, to me, is the ultimate example of that. And they lost against the Warriors on the weekend, which to me was the most stunning result of the weekend, the Warriors winning in Townsville. In Townsville, yeah. Particularly with how hot it was. You would think the Cowboys would be lapping that up out of any team. Tom, mate, on Saturday afternoon, my wife Zoe showed me her footy tips and she had gone Titans, which I actually <laughs> I actually went the Titans myself. So yeah. I, I, I had picked that one. Then she'd gone the Warriors over the Cowboys. And it was half time of the, the first game. And I'm thinking, you know what? You've got your upset. There is no way on earth that the Warriors go to Townsville and beat them up there. You've got to change your tip. And she's, <laughs> believe me, jumped in, changed the tip. And then as every Warriors try was scored, I could just feel the eyes staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, though, that the Cowboys out of any team would be able to adjust to the heat the most. Definitely. They train in it every day. Yeah. And... Do you have concerns there about them for the rest of the season? Because I do. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I don't know if they'll make the eight. Yeah. This could be a running joke for us. That Absolutely. My son's into me already. His mates are into me already. I think they tried to say that we picked 12 teams that were going to make the eight. And, Absolutely. And in our top four, I had seven. But yes. but but that is how close the competition is. is. We're sitting here with the Dolphins, who are 3-0, yeah. going, they probably won't make the eight. Sorry, I should say, I should say, it wouldn't surprise me of if, course. if they don't make I still have them in my eight. It yep. wouldn't surprise me if they miss out. And the, there was a lot of talk that they hadn't had much changeover in the roster heading into this year, which is true, and sometimes can be a beneficiary. But I don't see... I don't see enough X factor in the Cowboys team, no, particularly in the spine. Yeah, um, I, I really got a lot of good. They've got I, a lot of good. I rate Deard and so highly. I think he's excellent. Yeah, I think Townsend's good. Cotter's he's good. He's one dimensional, but he's very good. Yeah, Drinkwater's their X factor. Yes, he's out at the moment, but even when he plays, Drinkwater is man of the match, or two intercepts and a pass into touch. Yeah. You know, that that's the style of footy you get with him. So, yeah, you think back last year, a few of those games that they did win were him pulling things um, out at the last minute and a few freakish plays. And, you know, all of a sudden they got on a roll and they had confidence. Now they've lost two in a row. Who, who have they got this week? We'll have to have a look in a minute. But um, all of a sudden, if, you know, they lose three straight, there's a lot of pressure on, isn't there? So the Cowboys have the, the Titans this week. Okay. That could anything could happen there. Absolutely, I'm going to tip the Cowboys, but anything could happen. There could be a lot of points in that game, yeah. as well. Um, and Melbourne have West Tigers, so you would think that this is a this yeah. is a get right game. Yeah, especially considering I think it's Friday that game, and Tigers played in 35 degree heat yesterday afternoon, and we're buggered. Yeah, good good luck backing up on Friday. A team under pressure on the road. Yeah, I think Melbourne will smash them. Broncos St George. I I was so close to tipping St. George in this game. So close. And at 18 all, with 10 to go, I thought, why didn't I? I did. <laughs> I did. And thought to myself the exact same thing. With 10 to go, it was... What happened? I, I don't I do not know what happened. Bit of I, momentum and... I actually turned the game off after their first try. So I turned it off at 24-18. Okay. So the, when I looked at later and it was 40-18, I was like... 
What happened? Um, Look, it, it was crazy. The third try, we weren't sure if it was a replay of the try that had just happened before exactly. it. Exactly. That's how quickly it happened. Exactly. I've heard, I've heard some people criticising St. George after this performance. On the road against a Broncos team who, at the moment, is flying, I'm not sure... Well, what more did they expect? So for 50 of those 70 minutes, the Dragons probably were were on top. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, yeah, things unraveled and it was just momentum and it was like a tidal wave and, and the Dragons couldn't stop it. Um, the Broncos have got a lot of players that come from that under-20s nursery. So when the um, the NRL 20s was um, obviously in its formative years and then it went for 10, 12 years, but a lot of the guys that are playing for the Broncos right now were a part of those um, 20s teams. And that's the way that things would always go. So there was a history of 15, 20-minute waves. So all of a sudden, if you're on top, you just, you're flying. It's momentum. Try and stop us. And then when things get tough, that's when all of a sudden it just unravels and you have 15, 20-minute periods of conceding points. Broncos play like that for mine. What's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the flaw with the Broncos? How do, you, how do you beat them? So if you're the Dolphins this week? Yep. How do you beat the Broncos? You've got to take them on through the middle. You've got to take them on through the middle because Payne Haas and, and Carrigan are, are their best players. So you need to find a way to get some reps into them, make sure that they're fatiguing a little bit. Again, they're both freaks with their fitness, so they're going to keep working really hard. But I think you've got to take them on in the middle, try and get a little bit of momentum, and then their weakness is their second rowers and halves defensively. So that's where they've got – Dolphins have to attack them on those edges. It's funny, I, I, I spoke to your brother middle of last year and we actually spoke about pain halves and and uh, I, I brought up I brought up pain and, and about Steve's time at the Broncos and he said he, he's been around a lot of quality forwards obviously, both down in Melbourne and South and and even, even rugby union he mentioned he said Payne Haas is the guy. He is as far as as far as physical uh, levels. Yeah, what he can how he can push himself. Yeah. Yeah, the, the places that he can take himself, it's phenomenal, isn't it? Like, the way he just keeps motoring. Look, at times, I honestly reckon every time he goes off for a rest, he doesn't need it. It's just <laughs> yes. because, oh, well, we might as well give him a spell. I mean, what else are we meant yes. to do? He's a, he's a front rower. Yeah, we, we better this. give him a spell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. it's um, it, It'd be funny to see, like, if, if they just left him out there for, for 80 minutes. I, I reckon he'd be fine. I think he'd see anything different. He seems to get better as it goes on. Yeah, that's right. But, and, and Carrigan is unreal. Yes. Carrigan is really good. Yes. And um, he's, he's future Queensland Australian captain, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Definitely. Dogs and Tigers. I, I don't actually read much into the few late tries that the Tigers did. To me, hot day. Bulldogs really had the game won. Yeah, uh, I I I never thought there was a risk that the Tigers were going to win this game. Well, that was like we spoke about it already with those couple of games with with the heat and just things unravelled. It got weird for ten minutes and blokes were dropping off tackles or just missing one on ones. There was quite a lot of cramping as well in that Thursday night and Friday night game, um, where blokes were trying to get there but their body physically wouldn't wouldn't take them where they needed to go. So, um, have they unlocked something though with? Moving Dewey out of the halves, letting Brooks take control, and and going from there. Wakem was pretty good when he came on. Um, I, again, I'm not sure how much to read in this because 
that they were clearly yeah. both teams exhausted at the end of that game. Wakem comes on fresh half, yeah, bit of zip, to, bit of zip, ready to go. So, Dewey's. Oh, where do you think Dewey's suited? Do you think he's a half or honestly center? Yeah, I think he's a center fullback too. Yeah, I. To me, he's an awesome footballer, but I don't know if he's. A he's a good, really good footballer. I don't know if he's a, a great half. Melbourne actually went after him last year, and you could see why. Like he, he's a very he would fit perfectly in in a in a good team. Yeah, <laughs> Adam Dewey. Like he's not he he wouldn't be out of place in a Premiership winning team. But as a five eight, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. They got two five eights, haven't they? Brooks is a five eight, really. I actually thought at the end of last year, and to me, it, it's a wonder that they didn't try a little bit more. The Tigers hooker, hooker. hooker? yeah, yeah. yeah I, Oh, I get that. Yeah. Because his running game's his strength, so he can... I thought it was worth a try. Know, it's either pass or find some lazy markers and take off, isn't it? Yeah, I, I thought it was worth a try, considering, you know, what else are they playing for? They may, yeah. as, may as well, but I, th- I thought Luke Brooks at Hooker might be a good shout. We didn't... Um, we mentioned well, we spoke about the Knights and Dolphins game, but we didn't bring up um, Jackson Hastings stirring people up again. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's a bit of a troll, isn't he? Yeah, him and O'Sullivan, who knows what happened there. Yes, but, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where they would have crossed paths. Maybe Ro- Roosters? Roosters? Yeah, I reckon ago? O'Sullivan would have been a real young bloke there. And yeah. But, that's all I can think geez, of. that's a long time ago. Yeah. That's a long time ago. <laughs> um, just back to the Bulldogs. Uh, I really like how they're playing. Yeah. They do look, they do look good. Um, I don't know how good, but... The last two weeks, they've played with a style that's exciting to watch, isn't it? Yeah. But again, they scored an, uh, an intercept try, a 100-metre try from a um, from a kick. So I don't think their attack is clicking as much as what people think it is. Yes. But they do play so, a very exciting style to watch. Yes. Uh, I think they've... In just in my opinion, I think they've got a, a rotation problem. I think kick out... Uh, he was clearly gone at the end of that game yesterday. He was, and I'm yeah. I'm not sure how much to read into it because of the heat and everyone was gone, but he was clearly cooked. He did play better yesterday, though. Yep. I thought his involvement was a lot more than what it had been, so he probably had pushed himself to fatigue levels. But yep. And kick out is funny because about three or four years ago, I would have said that he was overrated. Yeah. And, and like, he won Dallium uh, second row of the year or something. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, there's just no way. But... Now, particularly the back end of the penalty year last year, obviously, but he is... He's good. He's fantastic. Yeah, he is good. Yes. Um, we'll go on to the Sharks and Raiders game. Sh- <laughs> spoke to Josh Hannay yep. uh, at the start of last week. He was scared of this game. He he knew that they the Raiders were the bogey team. They they haven't beaten them in yonks. Yeah, at home. And I, Staring at none from three. Yes, and I... I I said, oh, uh, oh, I'm glad you you recognise that, Josh. You realise that you, you guys have to be on here. I'll tip you now. Yeah. Yeah, good work, me. Thank you, Josh. Uh, but the Raiders, oh, I truly think there is a good team in the Raiders. Yeah, there, yeah, that, there that, is. There is. That, that was a typical Raiders win yesterday, wasn't it? Yes. Just uh, if, look good, yuck, find a way to win. If they can be at a 500 level till Savage gets back, yeah. I, am I crazy to think that they could push towards the top four? Top four, I think, is probably a bit out. Um, who knows? I think top four is a bit out of reach. Yeah. But I think they're going to be one of those 10 teams. So by round 10, I think we'll have a really good indication of who is our 
best four or five teams in the comp we're looking at, yeah. then I believe that there'll be 10 teams playing for three or four spots. Yeah, 100%. And I think they'll be one of those. I was just talking to Aaron, who I worked with here this morning, and it wouldn't shock me in the last round if a team's on ninth and they get a win, they go to sixth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, or, or a team... Well, what happened last year with, with Brisbane, but a team could be sitting pretty in the top four with a, a month to go and, and drop all the way out. Yes, absolutely. And the... It doesn't take much, you know. You put a you put together a good month of football. Yeah, you win four right straight. back in. Yeah, you're right back in. Um, I they needed the win, regardless of Raiders. Uh, the Sharks. There's concerns there at the Sharks. Their defense has been ordinary going back to the I, end of last yeah, year. Again, like the Cowboys. How many of those wins last year were because people just were all of a sudden, oh, hang on, they're a lot better than what we thought they were going to be, and they sneak up on a few teams and shock them and win. All of a sudden, you win three in a row or, or four from five, confidence is up, and you're flying. Yeah. Uh, uh, defensively is still a problem for the Sharks, because I'm just going to go into it. Let's go into the Sharks, because uh, this goes back to the end of last year. They, I remember they lost a... a I think it was 30-all at some stage against yeah, the Cowboys in that the was final. That, that was that first final, Yeah, 30-all, and then they got absolutely hammered by the Rabbits, I think, the following week. Yep. Yep, so here, here we go. So they've conceded 24-30. Oh, sorry, 24-26-27. Then if you go back to last year, 38-32. And so, so that's... One, two, three, four, five. In their last five games, they've conceded over 20 points in all. Yeah, well, it's at what average about 26, 27 points yep. a game, roughly. So teams are getting four or five tries on them every game. Yep. You can't win like that long-term in the NRL. And that's, again, my concern with Para. They're conceding some points at the moment. They really are. And it doesn't go back to last year because their defense fixed itself up the last month, six weeks, and that's why they made the final. But yep. The um the way they've started the year the the amount of you know take away the Melbourne game then they've conceded thirty thirty points twice basically or more. Who are you looking for going into this next week? We've got we've got Penrith, Parramatta, Storm Tigers, Dolphins, Broncos, Cowboys, Titans, Rabbitohs, Manly, Warriors, Dogs, Knights, Raiders, and Dragons, Sharks. What game intrigues you the most? Um, I think let, let's have a quick look at each of them. Um. The first one, Para Penrith will be a cracker. Para, uh, it's desperation stakes for them. They need a win. Um, so I think they're going to throw everything they've got at Penrith and we'll see how Penrith are going to be able to respond. But I, I just see that game going right down to the wire. It could be, again, another golden point game or, you know, four points in it. And, and the games Para's lost have all been by four points as well. So... They need to find a way to get a win, and I think it starts with conceding less tries. If Parramatta do go 0-5, they're probably going to have to win 14 out of their last 21 games. Yeah, which they can do. They can do. It's The problem for them, though, is Mitch Moses will miss a game here, Dylan Brown will miss a game there. Like they, yeah. Their spine is intact at the moment, Yeah, and they haven't lost any important people yet as far as the spine. They're going to miss games at some stage, and every, every team does. Do you write them off if, if they're on five? No, I think you've got to, with the way the comp set up this year, I think we've got to wait till 10 games in to really get a feel for, for where things are at. And, you know, if they're, if they're five from five, they're a chance. Even four from six, you wouldn't rule them out. Absolutely. But if, if they hit the round 10 
and they're two from ten or three from ten, they're gone. Yeah, absolutely. I just can't see him getting out of that. They have to. They have to win. They have to win games that they have to win. Yeah. Like they can't afford to drop a game to West Tigers like they did last year or Bulldogs. Last That's exactly year. right. So you think of if you laid out the full twenty-five rounds for Para, they would look at so the three games they've played. They've played Cronulla, um, Melbourne. And, and Manly. I reckon they would have had one from three as in ink there. Yeah. You know, they probably looked at that Manly game before the season started and thought that's, you know, we'll definitely win that. Anything more than that we'll take. Yeah. So I don't know if they're as far behind where they had maybe penciled some stuff in. Of course, they're going to say, oh, we wanted to go three from three and be um, leading, the t- uh, leading the comp. But coaches are realistic. They look at a long season and, and we'll map out you know, games that they think that they should just put in pen and, and these are ones we're going to win. Steve, so I want you to tell me when the Tigers get their first win. Okay, who have they got? So, Storm this week? No. Broncos? No. Parramatta? No. Manly? No. Penrith? No. St. George? Maybe. So we're not looking until... Four, five, six, seven, eight, round nine. And that's a maybe. And that's a Maybe. They they might not win a game for a long time. They could go five from five now. <laughs> <laughs> the, so who have they got after the the dragons? They've got the bye. They might lose to the bye. <laughs> the way they're going. Well, the there is a really big chance that they could hit the bye without a win, isn't there? You said it before, but it's it's realistic. Do you think Benji regrets his decision? Oh. Do you think the Tigers regret their decision more than Benji regretting a decision? Uh, well, for the Tigers, it's a case of what else do you do? Who else? Yeah, do you oh, yeah, that, that's right. But Tim, Tim Sheens hasn't coached in the NRL for ten years, but he still had been coaching. So yeah, he, you know, he, he's still coaching the Super League. It's an elite comp. Benji and Robbie Farrar, as far as I'm aware, haven't even coached uh, an under sixteen side. That's right. So that's that's where the concern is when, you know, for for someone who's coached for ten years, when you lose three in a row, things get tough and you start to to unravel a little bit. So when you haven't coached a team before at any level, and all of a sudden you've lost three straight and everyone's into you, it'd be interesting to see how they're reacting. The Tigers summed up. It is lucky they got Sheens there, who's got oh. 50, 70 years of experience. <laughs> the Tigers are summed up perfectly by. Affy Coruscant on the weekend took, yeah. a, took, a, took a quick tap. <laughs> yeah, and he dropped it. And he dropped yeah. it about three minutes in, three metres into a run. Yeah. I'm um, just like, Penrith Appy does not do that. No. He no, holds on no, to that no. ball and scores a try. <laughs> Penrith Appy's probably not allowed to take a quick tap either. <laughs> He's probably it, just had enough. <laughs> it's tap, tap it and pass it to Nathan as quick as you can. Yes. Yes. But uh, I'll tell you what, they could be in for a rough trot, the old West Tigers fans. We'll go on to the next game. Dolphins, Broncos. Oh, I do, oh. I do think Broncos are a class above the Dolphins. Here. Yeah, they should win. Yeah. But the Dolphins should have been beaten in every game that they've played. <laughs> like, <laughs> beforehand, we, when we talk about it. So, the game against the Knights really is the only one where people being being honest with themselves would have sat back and thought, yeah, the Dolphins probably should win this. Yeah. The 
There is a couple of psychological things here, though, that if we look back in a week and the Dolphins have beaten the Broncos, we'll go, oh, we should have known. Yeah. And that is the fact that, you know, Wayne going back to Brisbane, of course. Yeah. And also the fact that the Broncos have bought out this jersey now. Have you seen this? Yeah. The, the, you know, the it looks city. ridiculous. Crazy. Crazy. But um, it's just one of those psychological Oh, yeah. It's that... just wait. I, what day do you think Bennett will drop a um, some sort of bomb? Yes. He'll have Peter Bedell ready to go. Oh. With... <laughs> He'll have Bedell, he'll have Crawley, yep. and a couple of the other boys that he uh, likes to ring and plant, yeah. pretend, <laughs> pretend stories with, and, and all of a sudden, Sh- something out, will blow up. Shout out to you, Pete. I know you're ready to go. Uh, <laughs> um, the the other game that interests me is Dragons-Cronulla. I I give Dragons a hope there, but just purely Nick, because of the way Cronulla's defending at the moment. If, um, if Nico Hines is back, I'll, I'll go Cronulla. He is back. So I'll lean towards Cronulla. If he's out again, I might change it to the Dragons at the last minute. And we'll finish with South and Manly. Like I said before, I really like Manly in this game. I think Manly win. Yeah, I, I do. Um, South are a little bit down on forwards, and if Manly play with the aggression they've played with the last couple of games, I think they'll win it. Especially if um, Tommy Turbo continues to play the way he has it. It was um, it was a little bit like that the big kid playing under tens again last week. <laughs> yeah, the way he just decided to, uh, I'll score now. So good luck stopping me. He was right back to that form. Seves, good to see you. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, mate.